What's up, guys? This week on the podcast, I was fortunate enough to have Steph Busenbart from uh, Wild in Fruit. That's spelled W I L D E N R O U T E on Instagram. Uh, come and sit down and just have a great conversation about just you know hunting tradition for her, uh, growing up in Eastern Iowa, and also. Uh, talk about her new uh, podcast called The Woods and Waters Project. Uh, this is a great episode. Really enjoyed sitting down and talking with her. Please go follow her on Instagram and give The Woods and Waters Project a follow as well uh, on Instagram. And I hope you enjoy the episode. Thanks. Guys, welcome back to the Nomad Project podcast with your host, Seth Porter, a.k.a. The Bearded Nomad. And this week uh, is, man, it's been probably too long since I've actually sat down and got to record. Um, we are well with, uh, within bow season, uh, and I think a lot of updates coming. But this week I had the pleasure of sitting down and talking to uh, Steph. I'm not going to try to say your last name because if I mess it up, I do not want to sound like an idiot. So I'll let you uh, tell us how to say that. And then, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, but go ahead and uh, Steph could tell us just a little bit about yourself. Yeah, I'm Steph Busenbark. Um, so booze. That's how I thought. That's how yeah. I thought you said it, but I wasn't going <laughs> to I wasn't going to ruin it. No, it's OK. Everybody messes it up. Um. I am from Eastern Iowa, born and raised, and we haven't actually met each other, but uh, kind of just connected through Instagram and Mm -hmm. love of bow hunting, I think, connected us. So yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Glad to be here. This is really exciting to me. Yeah. Um, I recently uh, started my own podcast as well. Yes, that's something we're going to hit on for sure. Yeah. Uh, I want to say this the graphic for it and the name for it but you know obviously mine's you know the nomad project but just uh the woods and waters project i really really like that and i I really enjoyed you know the logo and i don't know if uh you know if you came up with that or whatever but you know just the whole idea behind it i really do i really do like the idea and i cannot wait for it to start thank you so much i appreciate that a lot uh so you grew up Eastern Iowa. Uh, just tell me a little bit about your hunting background and, you know, kind of like your tradition of growing up and, and uh, getting into hunting. Yeah. Um, I started hunting when I was five years old. I vividly remember that whole day. Uh, it was September and it was duck hunting here in Iowa. I went with my dad and my uncle and my cousin and I vividly remember wearing like oversized mixed mat camouflage. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, I mean, I still kind of do now, but <laughs> um, my dad took me duck hunting. And the first time I, I, I vividly remember like him walking out of the water, retrieving some of the ducks. And, you know, one of them <laughs> wasn't quite 
done dying. Oh. And he just looked at me with his face like, this is going to be it. I'm either going to ruin her forever <laughs> or she's going to be my hunting partner. And I remember thinking, oh, my gosh, this is awful. But then it just kind of kept going and I could separate, um, you know, the time with my family and the outdoors and the food yeah. that provided us. And For I'm sure. a huge animal lover. So I just very much remember, like, deciding that this is different. Yeah. Um, and I've been going with my dad and, you know, now on my own and with others since then. Yeah. That's awesome. It's yeah. so funny because I know when I was growing up, I had one pair of blue jeans. These, they were, they were, they were snow boots, but they were camouflage. And then, you know, whatever hunting shirt that I had, or camouflage shirt, jacket, and, you know, all my uncles hunted. So I had like mix match designer, everything. And <laughs> I just, man, I, I remember the first time for sure going out in the woods with my uncle and he, he we took a 30-06 and I was I was young I was probably oh man seven or eight and my uncle I could just I, I hear I heard him say over and over man I I just I just hope you don't get smacked in the eye with the scope I just hope you don't get smacked <laughs> in the eye with the scope and I remember we went and practiced, and he held, he had to hold his hand up on the buttstock because I was too little to hold the gun up. And, uh, I mean, I shot it once or twice, but I just remember he, we got back from the hunt, and he's like, man, I'm so glad we didn't see a deer. I'm so glad we didn't see a deer. He's <laughs> like, You're, you were going to have a black eye. But um, I just, you know, it's it's those memories that, that really last a long time. And, uh, you know, it's, it's just, I think everyone, everyone growing up into hunting at some point, it's like wearing, you know, whatever they have, they have you probably oversized or, you know, and I think that it's, it's funny, but it's it, that kind of stuff really sentimental to me. Mm-hmm. Um, especially growing up in the family that I did, you know, with, uh, all the uncles that hunted and, uh, grandpa and <clears throat> dad and stuff like that. And, uh, those are the things that I remember most. And it's kind of funny because, you know, when I got my wife into hunting, it was like that was almost the way case with her. Like she would. I remember <laughs> I remember the first year I took her hunting. She had to wear rain boots because that's the only <laughs> boots she had. And uh, she had to wear rain boots and they were like these bright colored like they weren't bright, but they were noticeable, I guess, to somebody who's, you know, who's hunting. But uh, these dark navy blue boots and uh like she warm like in the middle of November when we had like these record low temps and there was like 10 degrees outside and she had like 17 pairs of socks on. And uh, <laughs> so, you know, and think, I mean, thankfully we've, she's upgraded uh, quite a bit since then, but I just, I, she would be like, why are you laughing at me? I'd be like, cause I did the same stuff when I was a kid. Like when I first got into hunting, that's all I had. And you know, it's all I wore um, and different things like that. And sorry, you got me off on a tangent. I'm, starting to do this. <laughs> no, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get sentimental here in a second. Start crying, but um, <laughs> but you know, and that's actually like one of the things that I hope I can pass down to my kids. Like, you know, and the like, just something as small as that, and telling them that their mom was wearing rain boots in, in the middle of November when it was uh, freezing cold and she couldn't feel her feet for hours. 
<laughs> but uh, she's begging me to leave. Can we please leave? I'm just like, no, 10 more minutes, 10 more minutes. Please, can we leave? 10 more minutes. And but, she still goes hunting with you, so you oh, didn't scare yes. her away. <laughs> uh, well, she, uh, it was the next, I don't know if it was the next year or that same year. I think it was the, that same year. But uh, we had had that cold front, and then it got warm, warmer the next like week. And uh, she, we sat in two different spots, and she ended up shooting her first deer, and uh, you know just put an excellent shot on it, and uh, that turned into a whole big ordeal. We, th- like, so what happened? These deer, these these does came in, and this mama doe like beelined her. She ch- she saw her like immediately so they like eventually a couple minutes later they blew and busted out of there and summer was like man that sucks she texted me she's like that sucks i was like ah i was like i said it's probably over i said because she kept going and like four and a half minutes later i hear this big old fuck and i was like what was that (laughs) and i text i said summer did you shoot one and i'd like sent her like a hundred messages and then i called her and she's like what and i said did you shoot one she said I, yeah, I, I don't know if I put a good shot on it. And you could like hear her voice like shaking. And I'm like about to jump. I'm almost about to pee myself of, of excitement about to jump out of the tree stand. And we, we get down, wait a little bit. We go check the arrow and the arrow's covered in like bright blood. So I'm thinking, I'm like, okay, this doe probably did not make it far at all. We waited probably about 20 more minutes and then we start looking. And long story short, we end up, making this bump up this dough like three or four times. And we're like, okay, we need to back out. So we backed out, left for an hour, came back, could not find blood. We couldn't find, you know, anything. We searched for like two, three hours. And I was like, Summer, I was like, I don't know. I said, you know, I'm not saying you made a bad shot. I said, but, you know, we, we have searched every bit of this property. Um, I just don't know where we're going to find her. And she's like, well, let me just check this one trail. And like this trail – it's so small, like you wouldn't know it was a trail unless you walked right up on it. Like it was, it was real tiny. And like ten minutes later, I hear Summer go, "I found her!" I found her! Like <laughs> flipping out. So I like walk down the trail, and um, you know, for it was it's wild, but she's still alive. And I don't know, I don't. It, you'll see. I was really confused. I was just like, "What in the world? Why is she still alive?" So I said, "Summer, you know." and you need to put another shot on her. I said, we don't want her to suffer because it's already been, you know, four hours. It's like, you know, put another shot on her. So she did. And, you know, she expired and I was in my excitement. I scared her, uh, scared some, my wife. And she was like, she kind of got mad at me. She was like, stop, shut up mad. And I was like, what, what's wrong? You know? And at that moment, like she started crying and she was like so tore up. She's like, I, I didn't want her to suffer and this and that. And I said, No, no, you don't. I was like, But I was like, you know, you 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 ended it. You gave her the quickest test she's gonna get, you know. And I tried to be, you know, consoling. Um, but as weird as it was, like the deer was quartering away when she first shot her, and Summer did exactly what she was supposed to put an excellent shot on her. Came, you know, behind like the third rib and came out the opposite shoulder. So she hit lung. Um, she hit, she double lunged her really. And, uh, or I think she hit one lung in like the top of the heart or something. Yeah. So we were just real confused. And I was like, I, I said, baby, I don't, I don't know why she lived that long. I was like, you know, deer, all I can say is deer are tough. You know, they want to live. And, uh, but ever since then she's hooked and she's, she's hooked and 
So she definitely, like the other day, she kept begging me, please go hunting with me, please go hunting with me. And I was like, fine, you know, we'll go. And uh, she ended up getting a shot at a buck and uh, ended up hitting it directly in the shoulder and not getting enough penetration. Um, and so, you know, we just determined that the buck was fine. And, it, you know, it's, it might be limping for a little bit, but uh, she was she was all upset about it. She's like, I don't want him to suffer. I was like, baby, I was like, I promise you he's not suffering. I was like, he's probably, I said, he's probably limping a little bit. I said, but I said, he'll live. He'll be fine. I said, he's just going to have a limp. And uh, so, you know, and it, I know I'm getting off, I'm not even getting on my notes here with you, but uh, I I feel like, as, especially looking at your Instagram and, you know, seeing stuff uh, of like you teaching other, uh, other girls to, to shoot bows and um, just like how much you enjoy just being out in nature, especially your pheasant hunting and just different stuff like that. Like I see a lot of, I see a lot of what my wife, um, and like, I see what she's starting to look at now when I see, like, when I see you and I look at her, it's like, I, I remember when I first introduced her, you know, really to the outdoors and she like just the amount of joy and excitement that she gets out of it now. Yeah. Um, it definitely, it gets me excited because, you know, it's, I mean, obviously she's hunting and she loves it and I love hunting. So it, it, it's awesome, but yeah, sorry. But, I touched on a little bit. What, uh, so do you teach, do you teach regularly? Uh, people to shoot archery or yeah I'm a um, a little over a year ago I became a certified uh, level two USA archery coach yeah I decided I kind of tend to be like when I'm all in I'm really all in oh yeah for sure <laughs> and uh, a couple years ago I was just coming out of maybe a four and a half five year stint where I did nothing but work all the time and yeah. really just was really focused on building a life for myself. And, um, you know, I found joy in what I was doing, but overall I was really not happy. Um, in my current situation, I, you know, I was making good money and building a life for myself, but I, I wasn't doing anything that I loved and I'm, yeah. I'm a multi-passionate person and most of it has to do with the outdoors. And I just, I didn't have the time or the mental capacity to, you know, take a trip or be thoroughly um, present in anything I was doing. And I just wasn't happy. So when, you know, things started to change, I'm like, this is what's missing. You know, I used to shoot, I used to compete in archery all the yeah. time. I, you know, did that with my family. I love hunting. I just love being in the outdoors. So I just kind of deep, I just, went right in and I absolutely the, uh, archery coach and I really think I you know I'm 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 good at I'm good at archery but I'm not the best at it I'm not yeah. you know I'm not pretending to be the expert but what I do know that I do well is I can come from a relatable experience and mm -hmm. I'm a young woman and I know that that's a niche that is growing in the outdoor industry, but there is yeah. a lot of people like me teaching. So yeah, I knew it would be an opportunity for me to throw my back, throw myself back into something I love and meet other people. I don't have a lot of girlfriends who like to hunt except for recently. Yeah. I kind of do now, but that was my point. That was my goal. Um, and I just wanted to teach others. I, my whole life I've had friends, men and women, but 
women in particular who would come to me and say, will you teach me how to do this? And I'm like, yeah, let's go. Let's go hunting. Let's, let's go fishing. Let's yeah. teach you archery. And then nine times out of 10, that person would back themselves out of it and be really intimidated. And it, it like broke my heart, you know, that there's yeah. a lot of people who are really curious and they just think there's way too many barriers of entry. And yeah. So um, I'm just really enjoying getting people that, you know, that first step forward and absolutely it's really fun and for me. man that's so important too i got like uh i still live in the town like i this is my hometown i still live here went to high school here and different stuff um when i was a kid my dad was in the military so we moved around a lot but this is where all of our family is um but you know growing up here and in, in, in high school and different stuff like that like there's guys that still follow me and they're like dude we, we got to go hunting who've never been hunting before in their life and I always tell them, like, yes, we'll go. I said, we'll go. They're like, I'm going to hold you to that. I'm like, you just need to call me whenever. I was like, you know, I was like, I'm telling you, like, we'll go. I will take you. And, uh, you know, that kind of that kind of stuff gets me excited because it's, you know, guys who've never not even thought about going to deer hunt. And, you know, uh, and being able to show kind of shed the light on it's not really just a, it's not about killing. It's, you know, it's about everything that leads up to that and. Um, you know, whether it be, you know, your meat, your meat hunting or like solely or, you know, trophy and meat or, you know, whatever it is, but being able to kind of shine a light, um, and kind of expose people who've never been exposed to it, that that's not something I talk about a lot on my, you know, on my platform, um, or on my platform, excuse me, on Instagram or, you know, on talk, like talk to people a lot, but it is something that I do love and I am passionate about because, I think is very important. I think hunting is very important, um, you know, from a conservation standpoint and to just being able to, it's, it's going to kind of get deep here for a second, but being able to like get in touch with something that's natural for people to be like, you know, going in like almost primal instincts of, yeah. you know, of seeing that and being exposed to it, you know, gutting an animal skin an animal and taking, you know, the, the most cleanest meat you're ever going to get. doesn't matter what, where it is, uh, you know, most organic and being able to take it home, you know, clean it, cook it and put it on your table for your family. That, that's something big, you know, Absolutely. Um, yeah, at my former job, people, I would, I would get into, I don't want to say arguments, but they would turn into arguments when I was just like, you know, hunting's important, you know, and, and, and they were like, well, what about hunting in Africa and this and this and that? And I'm like, it, I think it's just as important there as it is here. And they're like, well, how could you kill this animal? And how could you kill that animal? I'm like, you know, like, I, I would see, I see how you could, could not understand that. I was like, but nine times out of 10, when somebody pays to go hunt over there, a majority portion of that meat goes to the starving villages. And yes, the meat is edible. You know what I mean? And Mm-hmm. And a lot, of, and a lot of them, they're like, "No, it doesn't." I'm like, "I promise you." <laughs> like, I look, I've done research. Go look it up. Like, you'll see. I was like, "Annual." I said, "Annual." Kind of read up on you know, you know how the animals they kill are usually past their breeding prime, and they're starting to cause trouble for the other animals, and they're start they're uh, starting to like take up the resources for the other younger uh, animals in the herd that that can use it. You know, and yeah. and. You know, it's kind of funny because some of them, they'll look at you like, oh, wow, you actually know, you actually, you know, figured that out or you did the research. And the others are like, 
like they don't believe you. Like, yeah. oh, you're just making that up so you can kill something. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I promise yeah. you I'm not. <laughs> but, um, you know, it's, you know, going back to getting more people involved, it's definitely something, especially in today's, like, society where I feel a positive light more now than ever needs to be shined um, onto hunters and hunting uh, in general because, I mean, uh, it, it's almost like they view us as just cold-blooded bunch of rednecks, you know, <laughs> and, and it really, like, it really does. It's, yeah. it's, um, um, it's, it's, it's funny because people talk to me like, oh, what are you doing? Going hunting. Like, oh, oh, okay. Yeah. I figured you were that kind. And I was like, what do you mean? Like, you know, but you know, I do think, uh, what you're doing, especially, you know, it, I think that I, I, I want to say this, like Instagram, it's like super positive, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And it's like, you are enjoying everything that nature has to offer, you know, in the outdoors. And I want more people to be that way. You yeah, know what I mean? Me like, too. and like, I trust me, like I can get, and I'm the biggest one in my head like I can get caught up in killing a giant buck and want to go after a buck and this and that but it's like or killing a certain deer in general but it's almost like I I try to backtrack myself because I want it to be more about being able to enjoy everything that you know is out there and it's more about the process than just the kill and I feel like um, to an extent that hunters or people in general getting so caught up in oh look at this rack or look at you know this or that or you know they kind of lose sight maybe of you know how it might be portrayed to others and on the outside looking in and oh they're just they're just bloodthirsty or they're just you know they're antler hungry or you know something like that and I hope I hope that I can I feel I just say like I said I'm sorry I'm starting to stutter myself but I'm starting to see uh but when I look at your page it it really shows just how much you enjoy it it shows how much you love it and how much um of passion you have that goes into it and that's something that I hope more and more people who start using their platforms to share their hunts and share this and share that are starting to you know view it because it is it really is a lot about the process and not just you know going and killing things yeah even though, even though shooting big deer is fun and eating them is even better. So. <laughs> Thank you. I really appreciate yeah. that a lot. But, um, so your archery coach, you're, you're really, you do, you dove back in head first, you know, you're, 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 you didn't want to go down the path of just doing something that was making you money, but really just diving back into your passion. Mm-hmm. and your love for the outdoors. So tell me a little bit more about your Woods and Waters project and, yeah. and kind of how that came about. Yeah. Um, actually, if I start from like the very beginning, I have been with my now husband for 10 years. Well, congrats. <laughs> Thanks. Um, we've only been married two, but we've been together 10. And Still congrats. <laughs> <laughs> and um I have always been a really avid hunter, like we talked about. And when I met him, he was a really avid ice fisherman and still is. And that's something that we do a lot together. Um, and I love the crap out of that. 
as well. Um, that's something I would love to get more people into. Ice fishing is so much fun. But when we got together, we just, I don't know, we both integrated those two passions together a, a lot. Like he really got me into fishing and I got him really into hunting. And now we have two bird dogs and we pheasant hunt together. And awesome. yeah, thank you. And um, we both have different things in the outdoors we really enjoy and taught each other, I guess. And uh, I just, I, you earlier, you said the process and that's kind of the word that's in my head is I really enjoy all of it. Like I enjoy the preparation, whether it's hunting or fishing. I enjoy yeah. the practice. I enjoy the catching and the hunting. Um, I, I enjoy the field dressing and prepping the animal yeah. and eating it and doing it all over again, the teaching process, talking about it. Like I get real, yeah. I get real jacked up about this stuff. And see that right there, I'm, I'm going to pause that right there. Like that's something I've had to learn over the past two years. Like heavy is that I need to, I had to slow down and enjoy the process of getting prepared. Yeah you know, shooting your bow every day or every other day, making sure, you know, your gear was just right the way you want it to feel confident to go in the, you know, to go into the woods and, and, you know, getting your, all your gear, whether it be, you know, your stand, your sticks, you know, saddle, whatever, your bow, you know, everything just right and enjoy, really enjoy preparing yourself and really enjoy the, the process leading up to, you know, the one moment that, you know, it all comes together. Yeah. Yeah. And I just noticed through my whole life that whether it was, you know, the, the actual hunt or the process of getting ready or, you know, looking back on the season, <laughs> you know, whether I got an animal or not, I keep going back and I, I don't, it doesn't keep me like not killing something does not keep me at all from wanting to go back out and do it over. Oh yeah. I, I really, really enjoy it. I think it's very healing for me. I'm someone who always has a hundred things going on and I have a lot of energy and, um, you know, sitting, sitting in a tree stand or sitting in a ground blind, it doesn't really matter. Um, sitting in the duck boat, walking through a field, uh, going after quail or pheasant like my head <clears throat> my mind is really still and I could be out there all day and I worry yeah. about you know family issues financial issues everything that's on my plate like it really brings me to a really great place and mm-hmm. um, has healed me over and over and over again you know since I was a little girl so I feel like if that if it does it that if it does that for me, someone who's been doing it their whole life, I just know it can do it for other people. And Absolutely. I I don't think it has to be those things. I can I think it can be go you know hiking in the woods with your kids. I, I, it doesn't have to be anything extreme, but yeah, I think if people can hear the perspectives of people, maybe a little different than them, like a hunter, I think people would realize how much they're they have in common. And yeah we all need, I think we all need a little bit more time with nature in general. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. 
And I can't, it's funny because someone's asked me like, well, what do you do if you don't have phone service? And I was like, oh boy. I was like, you have no idea. I was like, you know, there's, you know, and I'm a man of faith. And a lot of times I've spent my time in the woods, like, you know, talking to God or really just thinking about everything that has went on or really being disconnected, I guess you could say, has made me appreciate so much you know that's that goes on um and you said like your mind was clear like that's the best time to just relax and just to be like man like it just it slows down like everything just kind of slows down you're not rushing to get you know whatever you're not you don't have to get any to go to anywhere to be anywhere you're just really enjoying being out and you know, wherever you are, like you said, a duck blind or a duck boat or, and, and just enjoying the breeze and hearing every little thing when you're in a stand and thinking it's a deer or, you know, whatever, it really makes you enjoy the little things. Yeah. And, and I, I didn't, you are right. It's, it's almost healing. And it's like, it's like soul cleansing at times when you're just like, I don't have anybody to talk to. I don't have any kind of picture to post. I don't have nobody calling me asking me you know if I can come into work or nothing I just it's me and everything that I get to enjoy out here at this very moment yeah and um that is something I wish and I hope to uh expose more people to like if we you know and because when I was younger it was like gotta see deer gotta see deer gotta see deer gotta see deer but as I you know and I'm not I'm not old at all. Like I'm 23, almost 24. You're just um, a baby. But, oh man, there it is. I knew that was coming. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, you're fine. Uh, but it, it's a lot of like, you know, and I've, I've just learned to, what do I say? I've learned to be able to appreciate the time that I do get to get in the woods you know, because I mean, I do have a wife to provide for and I do have, you know, bills to pay and, and, you know, and we get, we, we can get so caught up in, you know, everything that worries us and everything we got to get taken care of that we do, we could, we can sometimes get distracted on just taking time and just breathing for a second, you know? Yeah. And, um, so, you know, and I, I, it's funny because when I tell that to people, they're like, oh, Seth, shut up. You've hunted more in the week than I have in the past two years. And, <laughs> and I was like, well, you know, I was like, I, I do plan to get out. Like, I make sure that, you know, every, my responsibilities are taken care of so I can go, you know, and, and be in the woods. But yeah. <laughs> uh, in it's, but like you said, it's, I just enjoy the process of just relaxing and man, like hearing like one of my favorite things, like I, one prime example, I fell asleep. I fell asleep because I got to the tree like super early one one morning this year, and I think it, I think I got to the tree like maybe at like four forty five, and uh, I like fell asleep and I woke up like right when the sun broke, and uh, I could hear blue jays and I could hear like other birds and stuff just waking up, you know that, and I was like, man, that is awesome. Yeah. Like, and I told, I told my buddy that and he was like, dude, shut up. Like, you're weird. I don't care. You know, I told my wife and she's like, yeah, I really like that. You know? So it was like, I, my thank, thankful my wife is like, 
yeah, I, I, I like that. That sounds amazing. You know, that's awesome. And then my buddies are like, yeah, dude, I don't care. Okay. <laughs> did you kill anything? Did you, did you see anything? Did you shoot anything? But yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so back, back to what you were saying. Sorry, we got off on a no, tangent. No, it's okay. But. Um, well, now I think there's, I'm definitely going through a new, a shift. Sorry, I'm losing my voice really bad the last couple of days. Um, You're fine. <clears throat> there's definitely been a shift. Um, you know, enjoy nature, all it has to offer that, that has always been there for a really long time, especially when I was a teenager, my dad is, you know, who I primarily hunted with and he's a really successful deer hunter. Um, he has a lot of really, really nice (laughs) deer (laughs) and I've seen him shoot some of those deer wearing you know, a flannel shirt, smoking a cigarette, yep. drinking a Pepsi. <laughs> and I always like felt like I had to try really hard. And I would always yeah. try to sit longer out in the tree stand than anybody else. And I just didn't have a lot to show for it, at least for deer specifically anyway. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I always felt like this need to at least shoot, you know, whatever I thought was a big deer like I I passed up so many smaller um (laughs) beautiful bucks that I probably looking back should have should have taken a shot at but I didn't because I was so focused on being a trophy hunter and being successful like my dad uh and you know we're hunting in the same spot so man I'm bound to get a shooter like him and I passed up so many deer and so now I have a much bigger focus on um, meat hunting and yeah. kind of bringing, giving myself a little bit of leeway because I spent a lot of years trophy hunting and didn't have a lot to show for it. And I could have, you know, shot some really great eight, nine, ten pointers that may have had, you know, I don't know, smaller racks, I guess. But in my head, I needed something so much more grand. And yeah. I still get the shakes at just about any deer that I see anyway. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I like, yeah, that is, that is so me. Like I, I don't care if it's like, if it's a little baby fawn, like, (laughs) Oh, I'm Jack. Like I'm not shooting that thing, but I'm so Jack because I see it, you know? And I, like I shot a really, really nice deer about three years ago and have not shot one that big since. Um, and, this year, like, I'm, like, I'm, I don't know what it was, but it was something that just clicked in my head that was like, you know what, like, I'm not worried about anybody else, you know? Yeah. And I was like, I'm just, I'm like, and I say this quite a bit. I'm like, if it gets my pee hot, I'm, I'm letting them know. <laughs> and people, like, my wife makes fun of me all the time for that. I got a couple guys on Instagram that message me and say, you know, I had, like, today I had one that messaged me. It was like, oh, dude, I got three guys, three you know, bucks in my camera, two of them make my pee super hot. And I, was, <laughs> I just started laughing. And my wife was like, Oh my God, what have you done? Like, just like, but you know, and it's just like, you know, big bucks get me excited. Absolutely. You know, but it was just like the deer that I shot, it was a decent two and a half year old. He had a big body, you know, he wasn't crazy up top, but it was a solid deer on public land. And the first, that's the first thing I said, you know, when I like documented it, I was like, he got my pee hot. I was letting one fly. And people were like, I can't believe you. Like, you're so ridiculous. Like, not because I shot it, but just because I was so 
jacked up because <laughs> I shot that deer and you know but but you know I told like my the buck or the deer that my wife uh tried to shoot the other day and she I said summer I was like you know this deer's bedded at 50 yards I was like I bet you I can hit him with a couple grunts and he'll walk over here and she the first thing she said was how big is he and I said ah, I said, I think he's a small eight I said I think he's about two and a half years old and uh <laughs> so so I didn't think I just by her reaction, I didn't think that she was gonna like try to take a shot. And I said, He's coming, he stood up, he's on his way. And as soon as she saw him, the first thing she did was grabbed her bow. And I could just see her little knees like shaking. And I started shaking because my heart started pounding because I was like, I'm about to be in the tree. My wife shoots her first buck. Like we are we were pumped up and uh after she let the arrow fly, I was like, Oh man, because we thought she she had missed him. But man, she was so jacked. Like she was shaking like a leaf and she was like, I don't know why I'm shaking so hard. He's not that, he's not a big deer. And I said, no, but he's, you know, you're excited. Like <laughs> it's not always, I said, like, you're not always going to kill a giant or, or, you know, a, a, you know, one thirty or, you know, and or bigger. And that's kind of something I've had to talk to other guys around, you know, that live around me. Um, they kind of like, they're almost confused at why I shot that deer or why summer would shoot at a deer that small, you know? And <laughs> it's like, dude, like it's not always about how big of a deer you kill, you know? And I said, there's still meat on that animal. And yeah, you know, it's, it's about what gets you excited. If somebody doesn't get excited over, you know, a 110 inch buck, but they get excited over 150, you know, I'm going to tell them to kill what makes them happy. Yeah. You know, I'm going to tell them to, Again, whatever gets their pee hot, you know, <laughs> and uh, so that's and so like I just kind of going off what you're saying, like I I do like don't get me wrong, do I want to kill a Pope and Young Buck, you know, quite a bit, or do I want to kill a Booner? Uh, hell yes, I do. <laughs> there's not there's no doubt in my mind that that's what I want to do, you know, mm -hmm. but it's not always about you know antlers or you know something like that. I know that sounds super cliche, but it's something that I try to, I, I want to start to try to preach to people, you know, they get, you know, cause I knew guys that, and I'm not, I'm not the greatest hunter. I just work really hard. Yeah. Like I, I put my time in scouting. Like if there's like prime example, I hiked in over a mile, a, a mile and a quarter uh, to this spot, you know, a couple uh, weeks ago and just to get a shot, just because I felt like there was bucks back there and I was completely right. There's bucks all in there. Um, but for months, years before that, people were like, yeah, there's no deer in there. You, you don't need to waste your time. You don't need to do that. And it's just like, you just don't want to put in the effort to go find them, you know? And that, that was the, that was a big thing. They just, they want to sit in these comfy little spots and, you know, they do this and do that. And it's like, you know, I, I, I love this that much that I'll go and hike that far and, you know, end up shooting a small deer, but I'm super excited because that's a hard earned deer. You know, yeah. and I'm pumped and pumped and jacked about it. Yeah. But, man, I feel I'm, I'm, I'm going to get on a soapbox <laughs> if I don't chill out. <laughs> so, <That's> okay. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize I was going to talk so much. I'm sorry. I, I'm trying to sit here and ask you questions. I'm over here talking a lot. But um, Woods and Waters Project, you got to the point where, you know, you – passed up a lot of deer just because you, you know, you were trophy hunting and you wanted to kill, you know, deer like your dad and, and stuff. And then you became, a, you said this year, you really start, or the past few years, you start focusing really on meat hunting. 
Yeah, I think just the whole process. Um, my dad is, you know, without a doubt, who got me into hunting and my favorite person to go hunting with. But there just has been a point. I, I live about an hour, a little over an hour away from home now. And just, you know, I am really busy. And sometimes it's not easy, even like an hour and a half to get back home to the areas that we hunt. And I just... I just got tired of having to always wait on somebody. My dad's always game to go hunting with me, but for whatever reason, if he could not, or I could not get back home, my husband is a really avid, you know, fisherman, like I said, and he is a hunter, but he, he is not as obsessed with it as I am. And I don't know many, I actually don't have that many friends that are obsessed with it on the level that I am. And when I say that, like, the few friends that I, you know, had a couple of years ago that were hunters, they had a very specific piece of land that they hunt all the time and they just have their kind of way of doing it. And that's great. But, uh, I've really put a bigger focus on public land hunting. I've put a bigger mm-hmm. focus on my own, um, setup in the tree. I, you know, to be real transparent, that is not something that I always had someone helping me or we always had yeah. tree stands pre-set up. Um, yeah, you know, and it wasn't something I had to lug around and worry about. So through doing that, I realized, wow, I'm also kind of out of shape. <laughs> so <laughs> I, yeah. I put a lot of my energy into, you know, working out and lifting and That's awesome. playing around with maps and scouting and picking my areas and making my own mistakes. Um, not because yeah. I don't want to hunt with other people. I actually really like having a hunting partner. Um, even though the solitude is nice too, but I want to make my own mistakes and I want to learn from my own experiences and not, not let someone else's opinion get in my head. You know, like, Oh, we should sit here. We should do this. I want to understand. Girl, I'm right there with you. Yeah. And I'm, I'm there with you 110%. Yeah. And I just, you know, someday I want to have kids and. I I want to be able to teach them my, from my perspective, you know, and yeah, I, absolutely. Yeah, I just I want to be all in and really know what I'm talking about. So yeah, man, that's awesome. Thanks. Uh, I I really want to have kids, but there's no way me and my wife right now can do it. She's in school full time, and I'm like every day I'm like, are you sure we can't just have one? <laughs> like you know, just she's like Seth. No, I was like, okay, fine, we won't do it, but um. <laughs> But I agree with you 100%, especially going back to, uh, like, I there are times where I really, and sometimes more often than not, that I really would love to have a hunting partner to bounce ideas off of or, you know, to go, you know, do whatever, like, go scout or go help or, you know, whatever. Um, but there is, it comes to a point where I've realized that there are more people who will look at you see if you have any kind of success of anything um, and really turn negative towards you real quick. And I don't, and I'm not like, I don't want to turn it into a negative thing, but it's like, they'll, they'll look at you. You shouldn't do that. That's a stupid idea. Know this, know that. And it's like, but why can't, why can't you just try? You know what I mean? Like why, why can't, like it might not work every time, but it might work at least once. And that's all you need to do is for it to work once. And, um, 
you know, I've had people tell me that I shouldn't even try certain things and that I was just, I was stupid for trying this and that. And immediately I just turned them off. I was like, okay. I was like, I see, you know, if someone comes up to me and goes, dude, I want to try this. I'm gonna be like, okay, go do it. Like, even if I don't think it's a great idea, you know, like you're not going to know until you prime example, uh, bow hunting turkeys. Like I've heard it is hard. It's very hard because turkeys have great eyesight, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and people, I have people be like, that's a dumb idea. You don't need to try to do that. You need to do this. You need to go grab your shotgun. This, this, and that. I'm like, look, I was like, I'm a bow hunter. Like, I don't get me wrong. I love guns. Always will always have, but I'm a bow hunter. And if I want to shoot a turkey with a bow, then I'm going to try my damnedest to go shoot a turkey with a bow, you know? And, uh, it's just, some people just, I don't know what it is. Some people just can't get their heads around, trying new things they feel like they got to go sit in a certain spot they feel like they got to do this they feel like they got to do that and uh you know it's just it's almost like i started this journey uh a couple like started this journey real seriously a couple like about two years ago um i mean i've been hunting my whole life but just kind of like uh wanting to film things and kind of put myself out there and put my situations out there and like i guess like i don't want to say this per se, but it's almost like they, they don't have the confidence to put themselves out there to fail. So when they look at somebody who is doing something, they're just like, uh, no, mm-hmm. you know, so it, it has turned me off to a lot to try to, for people to, for me to go hunt with people and different stuff like that, because it's like, man, you're not very positive <laughs> at all. <laughs> so, so, uh, but you know, Going back to, you know, your your new podcast, when's that supposed to come out, by the way? October 31st. Oh, man, I can't wait. <laughs> Thank I you. cannot wait. But, um, you know, and I want, so first of all, it's called the Woods and Waters Project. So anybody who does listen to this, I want you all to go check it out as soon as it drops. There is a Instagram page for it, correct? Yeah. Yep. I think I'm pretty sure I follow yep. it. It's called the Woods and Waters Project. And then... um obviously it'll it'll drop october 31st uh just gonna kind of have some closing stuff for you here uh what are your goals for like the impact that you leave um you know because i don't i don't ever really want to say hunting industry but like you you do have a platform and you know a good amount of people follow you know if you if at the end of the day if 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 you had just one goal to leave some kind of impact um on either, you know, people as a whole or, you know, the, uh, the hunting groups as a whole, what would you say that you would want that to be? Oh, that's such a great question. <clears throat> One goal. Oh, I have a few, but I, that's I guess, fine. Tell them all. I, I guess the one that comes to mind first is, is to pass it on. Um, yeah. <clears throat> that means a lot to me and I'm so grateful that you know my family passed on the traditions that they did Mm -hmm. uh it's really made me who I am I cannot picture my life without it like at all and uh, man um I, I know that you know hunting in particular the outdoor industry as a whole you know, part of the reason 
of its decline is is not passing on those traditions and that lifestyle mm-hmm. and for sure we we have to keep it alive for a lot of reasons for conservation reasons for mental health reasons for mm-hmm. health re- you know just health like physical body health reasons um, yeah. and i think it's a great way to spend time with people you care about as well and absolutely the whole world could use more of that so Absolutely. I agree with that 110%. Um, I think kind of going back to you said, you know, the reason why it's on a decline. I think another big reason is in it's kind of sounds like so simple and cliche, but I feel like a big reason is like, if you don't have this big piece of private, then you're not going to kill a good deer or you're not going to, you know what I mean? Um, I I don't know what lit a fire into me. I don't know what if I was just watching the hunting public or, you know, these guys that hunt public land like often and, and, you know, um, consistently Mm -hmm. find success. I don't know what it was, but it was something that was like, we have these public lands. Like we need to, we need to use them. They're here for us to use. And I've always been told if you don't use it, you're going to lose it, you know? Um, And that and, taking care of public land, like not like a big thing. I know BHA does it a lot. Uh, they go and do like pick like trash pickup days on various pieces of public land. I know, I think I saw something in like Pennsylvania, they do it a lot. Um, but you know, when I'm on public land, I see like all these trash. I'm like, dude, what is going on? Like, really? Like you don't, you can't pick up your water bottle or, you know, this and that it drives me nuts. But uh, so like I, a big thing, I really want to get people, uh, to realize is, hey, there's public land in every state. Go use it. Like, I don't want to hear, oh, I, I just don't have any p- property to hunt. Like, yes, you do. Yeah. Like, I don't care if it's, I don't care if it's thirty uh, acres or you know, four or four thousand acres. Like, there is, pro- there is public everywhere, yeah. and it's there for you to use. It's there for you to you know hunt and fish and enjoy and you know, take advantage of, and then show your friends and show your family and show your kids. Um, I think that's so important. Yeah. So I agree. I agree with you on that. Um, your one couple more goals for your wood woods and waters project. If you have just one or two goals to do with that, I know that it might lead into, you know, the same, the same answer as your last, as the last question I asked you, but you know, or what is your goal with that, uh, podcast, um, as a whole? The reason for it, um, really is to bridge the gap. And in my mind, what bridging the gap is, is you made a reference to like people just thinking you're a bunch of rednecks earlier. <laughs> and that is very much uh, my family, uh, really, like how I was raised. And I'm proud of that. There's nothing wrong with that. But- well, hold on. Let me, let me say this. <laughs> my family's full of rednecks too, but I feel like, because <laughs> now, now I don't want you to think that I have something against oh, no, rednecks. No, I, don't, I'm, I don't think that. I'm as redneck as they come almost. <laughs> and so I just, what I just, I feel like people in general, they're like, they're just a bunch of crazy rednecks that don't, that are just like, kind of like driving around their pickup truck with beer, you know, in the, in the floor. And yeah. they're just kill They're just killing to kill. Right. Like that's, that's something. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. That's, no, I, 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 I want to make that clear. I, I, no, I, I'm, I completely understood what you were saying because what I, what I mean is, 
is I do have a little bit, a little bit of that, that I was raised with, you know, like there wasn't this, yeah. um, you know, I was mostly, I, I have brothers, uncles, I'm one of the few females in my family. So with that, sorry guys, I know there's a lot of guys in touch with their sensitive side, but my, <laughs> the guys in my family are, you know, they're kind of like the rough and tough men. They don't talk about yeah. their feelings or how these things make them feel. So yeah, I was sure. raised where it was like toughen up, you know, um, you're going to be a little cold, a little dirty. You're going to get some blood on your hands. You need to suck it up. Like that's, you know, that's yeah. how that was. And we didn't talk about watching the sunrise and spending time together. We just did it. It is, it just happened to be how I, you know, um, perceived it, but we didn't talk about that stuff. And then as I got older and, you know, people kind of like to jokingly call me a hippie sometimes because I am really positive (laughs) and I am very, um, spiritual and I love the outdoors for all it has to offer, not just for hunting purposes. And yeah, I just have always felt this pull, you know, like these people that I love to like maybe go hiking with or have these like deep conversations with were not the same people that I were, I was going hunting with. But when you meet like these two extremes (laughs) of people who love the outdoors, who don't really understand each other, but literally want the same thing. They want better food. They want to spend more time outside. They want to do adventurous things and, and, like I don't know like they just I just just feel like there's these different groups of people who don't really understand each other but they all want the same thing and I just think that understanding on our podcast it's going to be hunters and anglers and you know entrepreneurs um, travelers people who do things like super extreme to just like how nature has improved their life so I, I want there to be a common ground between all walks of life and show that the outdoors is for everybody. That is my yeah. primarily my primary goal. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. All right. Last question. What can you not go into the woods without? Whether you're whether you're hunting, hiking, or mostly hunting. So if you're going hunting, what is that one thing that you can't leave without? Oh, okay. Um, so <clears throat> Do you know what an old timer knife is? Absolutely. So uh, my my dad collects them, and I get them as gifts um, for, yes. for birthdays. And I, I have a couple of them, so I always have one of those. And I have I always have one in my truck, and I always have one in the woods with me. <laughs> that is awesome. My listen, I love those knives. One, two. My grandfather, I I literally I I don't think I could ever have the patience to sit down and count how many knives he has in his collection, but it's like it's it goes from like the old pocket like case, case <laughs> knives to like the old buck knives that come in the leather holster yeah. to you know the old timer like I'm talking I I would be willing to go up to like thousands I don't know if it's like multiple thousands but maybe a thousand but he has. So many, and um, I've always made it clear. Every time I go see him, I'm like, "Don't, don't you dare get rid of those knives!" Like, you know, and he's like, "Seth, I'm not like it's the same thing as last. Like, they're just he he has them put up and in, in, in a safe and different stuff like that." But I like that. I don't know why, but those knives, I know for a fact I haven't seen them all, but they mean so much to me because I'm like, "Look, when you're done or when you're gone, like those are mine. <laughs> like, they're no one, no, dad's not getting them. My brother's not. Those are mine." 
and he always laughs when I tell him. But, Steph, I had so much fun talking to you, and, and thank you so much for, you know, taking your time. Um, I'm sorry for talking so much. <laughs> I was supposed to be asking you more questions. But um, I had such a blast talking to you. We need, we're definitely going to get you back on here again and talk again soon and and uh, just have more fun then. Okay. So, Steph, thank you so much for getting on here with me and, and just sharing your story and, and sharing some goals that you have and, and just your thoughts on different subjects. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. I'm yeah. super happy to be a part of this. Awesome. Well, Steph, I'll talk to you soon, and uh, you have a good you one. too.